0: Hello, Siobhan Hunt here, host of Feed Play Love, the bite-sized parenting podcast. I'm taking a break over the summer holidays, and we'll be back from January 10 with more great interviews. In the meantime, I've selected some of my favourite episodes of 2021 for you to enjoy. I think this next one is super important for new parents. When you bring your baby home, you can be hypervigilant for when something's wrong, but we're not often told how to tell when everything's right. Diane's elitist is a voice of reason in this space and has all the words to keep you calm. Let's have a listen. Hello, welcome to Feed, Play, Love, the bite-sized podcast for parents. I'm Siobhan Hunt. This is a show all about parenting. I speak to experts and carers about everything from fussy eating, toddler behavior, sleep, and more. Babies are sweet-smelling, soft, and completely vulnerable, which can be slightly terrifying for a new parent. Once they leave the comfort of your womb, all kinds of things can happen. Rashes, funny-colored poos, blocked noses and more. So how do you understand whether your baby is okay or not? Diane Zalitis is the clinical lead at Pregnancy, Birth and Baby. Hi, Diane. How are you?
1: I'm good, Siobhan. Hello.
0: Hello. Now, one of the clearest ways to know if your baby's doing okay comes down to the content of their nappies. Um, Talk to me about wheeze.
1: Okay, so yes, so look, I'm I'm really glad we're talking about this today, Siobhan, because I think a lot of parents, particularly in this last 12 months, are so focused on signs of illness that we've forgotten that really, our focus really should be on the signs of wellness in your baby so knowing that your baby's well and then you can just forget about everything else and it just lifts a lot of pressure from parents and you're right what's in that nappy well your nappy will unfortunately it's often the first point of call isn't it? <laughs> to check it out because there's lots of them happening every day in the life of a baby um but yes wet nappies now if your baby's only little you know, when they're first born, often the number of wet nappies matches their days of age. Now fortunately that stops about day six and that's where it stays because you wouldn't want them to keep going. <laughs> with that. You'd be drowning literally in wet nappies. Um but they get about have about six wet nappies a day. And usually, you know, um if all, all things are good, they don't have any longer than six hours between um a wet nappy, assuming they haven't you know, they're awake. If they slept for six and a half hours, then that's okay. So, you know, we can ballot. Don't have to wake your baby at six hours to check their nappy is wet. But usually that is your, your, your ballpark figure. And people often ask us on the line you know how wet is wet enough and I know it can be a little bit challenging with these different disposable nappies but if you put a tissue inside on the nappy and it comes away damp or wet then the nappy is wet enough for it to be okay but you will get used to the weight and the feel of it from when you put it on to when it's coming off and it's full in your hands and then we there we should look and it should have a really pale colour it's a little bit like our wee if you like it should be pale straw colored and mild smelling no real odor at all really so if it's if it's looking concentrated like ours then then maybe they're a little bit dry
0: Okay. So um, full nappy is a good sign. Mm. That means your baby's well. Now poos, they can be quite different, can't they?
1: Well, they can be. And I, I know we have um, done, we've done one of our previous podcasts all on poo. So that was quite delightful. <laughs> so there is a lot more detail if people like to find out. I will
0: link to that in the notes. So if you'd like to know more about poo than you ever thought you could know, that is the interview to listen to.
1: But I think there's a couple of Just simple key points. And so for breastfed babies, the normal in that varies from having, you know, a dirty nappy at every feed and not going for even up to a week. And that is fine because breast milk is so well absorbed by babies and it's designed to be like that. With um, formula babies, they will usually go every day or so and it'll be a little bit firmer and it has a little bit more of an odour. Breastfed baby's poo is a lovely yellow and it doesn't really smell. Yellow, I'd call it mustard. Mustard, <laughs> yellow mustard, <laughs> yes. Depends on your flavour of mustard perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> you may never go back to mustard again. <laughs> People are often concerned, is it is it constipation? So with a breastfed baby, they can go for a week, you know, without having a poo. That doesn't mean they're constipated. And it's also very normal for little babies to strain and go red in the face when they're doing a poo, and that's because they don't, they haven't done their core exercises yet, so they don't have a <laughs> lot of muscle, do. So it's a bit of an effort. So They might put on a performance, but that still doesn't mean that they're constipated. That's actually quite normal. Um, if it is constipation is easy to spot so if they do a poo and it's like pebbles or marbles that's all you need to know then it's constipation otherwise they're okay.
0: So what about um diarrhea if you're worried that I mean I know we're looking for wellness here not illness but when uh, they're so young and their poos are still quite runny can you tell if they have diarrhea?
1: Yeah you can and it's um, it'll be really watery, and and at the risk of grossing everybody out, if you've ever had a a case of gastro and and diarrhoea, you'll you can tell the difference in yourself. And so it's really it's watery. Breastfed poo is mustardy yellow, and it's quite loose and runny, but it's not watery. So it, yes, yeah. So there is that that very distinct, and you'll get um, a lot of them. It's not just a one off; it's lots, and you'd have more than six in a day. So it's it's a bit like Sorry, but for yourself as an adult, if you had a tummy bug and diarrhoea, then you're you're going a lot and Mm. and it looks very different to your normal and it's the same for babies.
0: Now, speaking of what is normal, what's the normal temperature range for a baby?
1: Well, it's it, there's quite a range in it. So it's from 36.5 degrees up to 38 degrees. So anything over 38 degrees is considered a fever and is a sign of illness. But there's quite a range with your baby. If they fall under 36.5, they just might be cold because it's cold weather probably not the time of the year to say that, but cold weather. And they might need a little bit more to wear, but it doesn't mean that they're unwell. What if it's hot? Does,
0: if, if a baby's hot, can they get over 38 degrees without being unwell?
1: No. no. Okay. I mean, they would, um, I suppose you could, you could have them sitting in front of the heater and rug them right up, but no, they'd be very sweaty. So no, normally over 38 is, with, is from a fever. It's not from the outside air temperature. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, what's the most effective way to take their temperature? Because there are so many different thermometers out there mm-hmm. on the market. How do we get a good reading?
1: Well, look, it, it really will depend, and we do have kind of a good page on this on our, on our website, but everyone's quite familiar with having their temperature taken these days because we're having it done every time we turn around just about, <laughs> don't we, when we go out and about. So you can get those kind of thermometers that have a, they do that infrared digital reading on the forehead um, or at the side of your baby's head near um. the temporal side of the baby's head Um, but you can also get ones that you pop underneath their arm now little babies you don't put anything in their mouth to their temperature it's just not safe and they'll suck on it anyway which is kind of funny Um, but you put it under their armpit or you get ones that you can like you see everybody using like that they're perfectly fine the things not to do is try to check it with your hand and go oh well, they feel hot that's really not reliable enough and there's some tape thermometers that you can put across the forehead, they're not very reliable either. So it's a proper thermometer and you can pop into your local chemist or somewhere and pick one up and then just read how to set it so you're taking it for a baby as well.
0: So, um, again, I know we're talking about wellness, but if they're over 38 degrees, uh, do you? what do we do? Do we immediately take them to the doctor? Do we go to emergency?
1: I would um, make a phone call so you can ring either our service, Pregnancy, Birth and Baby, or there is the Nurse Triage Service, which is a 24-hour phone number where you can ring up and they'll ask you a bunch of other questions just to see what else is going on. So it might be as a result of, and I hesitate to say this online, but sometimes, you know, following vaccinations, babies get a temperature that goes up and comes down. They could be unwell. It just depends what other signs they have with it. If it's kind of during the daytime and you can get into your GP, you could go to your GP unless your baby is, I'll ring up and just double check then because there are other signs that would say whether you needed to go to emergency. The other thing that people can do is that Health Threat has a symptom checker, which is an online thing. So you can go in and you can check your baby's symptoms and put their age in and it'll ask you other questions about symptoms and to step you through other things that would indicate where you need to go.
0: When it comes to the other signs that you might look at if your baby has a high temperature, I've heard that your baby's behaviour, whether they're um, their normal happy self or if they're listless and and pale, that that is a sign that something's wrong. So you could have a high-ish temperature, but your baby looks happy and healthy. What would you say is normal healthy
1: baby behaviour? Um, I think you've almost covered it off really nicely. (laughs) So if your baby is doing what they usually do, then they're well, they're okay. The thing with babies and small children is they do become unwell quite quickly, but they also get well again quite quickly once that's all sorted. So if your baby has a fever, but they're still happily awake, playing, crawling, interacting with you, their colour's good, they're pink, they're feeding, they've still done all the the nappy thing that we've just talked about, then you can go, well, actually, okay, there's nothing terribly serious. You still want to check out why and talk to your doctor. but it's not like we need to call the ambulance. So there's a range in that as well.
0: Yeah. What about the fontanelle? Because that was something I had no idea about before I had a baby. What is the fontanelle and what's its role in, you know, measuring whether your child's okay
1: or not? Okay. So the fontanelle is, it's a it's a gap, if you like. It's about two centimetres in sort of like a, like a diamond shape, right on the top of your baby's head. And it's where the bones of your baby's skull meet but there is a gap left there to allow for growth as your baby grows So, and um, it disappears usually by about 18 months give or take and it's quite soft and you'll be quite nervous about it you you, you won't hurt it because your parents just tend not to do that type of thing <laughs> just even though you because you're so cautious you won't hurt your baby but the fontanelle it should just feel firm with a slight maybe a slight little indent in it it shouldn't be bulging up and out or sunken right in if it's sunken in really low that can indicate that your baby's really dehydrated but that would also go with them being really sick with something that's made them dehydrated so lots of diarrhea or vomiting or and they've lost a lot of fluid. If your baby is having lots of wet nappies and they're doing what they normally do, and you feel the fontanelle and you're not sure about it, it it will be fine because all the other things are fine. If that makes some sense,
0: it does make sense. Baby skin uh, is very, as I mentioned, soft and sweet, but it, it can come out in a range of rashes. <laughs> um, how do you know when it's just a normal, healthy reaction of a baby's skin and when it's something that you need to take to the GP or treat?
1: Oh, you're right. I think rashes are, along with poos, one of the most challenging things for parents is kind of like, what is this thing? And there and there's there are a number of little rashes that babies get that are in reaction to, to the milk and to just hormones leaving their body and then you've got the rashes that come from things like measles or german measles and and then if you if you go to our, you know our website you'll be able to see that there are pictures of some of those the really dangerous rash the one that 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 we everyone would be concerned about is the meningococcal rash which is like a purple red rash so that when you touch it It stays there it doesn't disappear and normally with a lot of things even like measles or any other type of rashes when you touch them or press on them they go pale and then the color comes back but with this purple red rash and meningococcal it doesn't go away when you touch it and so any other, and, and aside from that, you know, as far as their colour goes, if they're really, really pale, but that goes with their behaviour too. So they'd be listless and not moving around. Yeah, they're the things that, are, that aren't quite right. And it, it can be kind of scary and, and an unknown with a rash because everyone is quite rightly concerned about them. Mm. so there's always again there's two things there is the symptom checker there is the you can speak to the nurses at the nurse triage line which is 24 hours a day so before you go you can ring up and see where and they will guide you on where they need to your gp or the hospital for example yeah um, so that can help a bit yeah When it comes to
0: feeding, if you're breastfeeding, new babies can cluster feed and they they might not have an established rhythm if you're demand feeding. So, how in that instance can you tell if their feeding is off?
1: Oh, yes, you're right, because it does change a little bit, doesn't it? And they may have, and those first two weeks, particularly, babies are setting a pattern, well, setting their pattern not yes. your pattern, setting their pattern <laughs> or their little routine and your milk's coming in and it's all getting established if you're breastfeeding and you're everyone's just getting into the swing of this really. Um, it's, it's when they actually refuse and don't want to feed, which is opposed to when um, they're full or it's only been a few hours and you think they should be feeding because you want them to, not because they've slept through a feed, um, but they would be awake um, And showing you some of the other signs we've talked about, the opposite of the wellness, if you like, and they're not interested in food. And that would go a little bit with them not having enough wet nappies because they're not eating. As your baby progresses through their feeding and breastfeeding, they will change how they feed. But they will pretty much always have their six to eight feeds in 24 hours. And so if they're starting to miss those and refuse them, then there might be something wrong.
0: And you're also, as you mentioned, looking again to those other signs. So if they're refusing to feed and they're not wetting their nappies, then there could be a problem. But if they're refusing to feed in your mind, but they're still filling their nappies, then you might be like, oh, well, maybe I'm just worrying too much. Like they're obviously getting enough milk if they're still wetting their
1: nappies. Yes. And that's always the circle back, if you like, to the nappy everything Mm. comes back to the nappy (laughs) so if they're having normal poos and they're wetting then if they've got wet nappies and they've had their you know their six to eight wet nappies in a day kind of matches with their feeds then they're okay you know they might just be full they might just not want to feed at this point in time and then you might get you're right your cluster feed will come and then you go well I don't know why I was worried about that because now I can't stop them feeding
0: <laughs> I do love the idea though of looking at their wellness as opposed to freaking out about what or what could be going wrong. Uh, Diane, thank you so much for your help today.
1: You're very welcome.
0: That's Diane Zalitis. She's a clinical lead at Pregnancy, Birth and Baby.